0: And you're very welcome to week 8 of LOI Weekly uh, with Johnny Ward and Daniel McDonnell. As ever, we're in association with Air Sports and Independent.ie. We're on Twitter at LOI Weekly. And you'll find us on SoundClouds and iTunes. And we have a pretty packed show tonight, um, which I'm looking forward to. And the first thing I'm going to say is have a little think about this over the next hour or so, which come in from Keane McMahon. And Keen is responding to our requests that you do interact with us. Um, and, Dan, you, you were the first person to give this a like, actually. Question for the pod. Put together a League of Ireland team with one player only from every team. So it's kind of like uh, last man standing, isn't it? You can't, you know, you have to move on to, you
1: know. Yeah. You, I mean, I, I did have a stab at this. I think we're going to go through our own teams later on. But, yeah, that absolute frustration when you realize, oh, no. How long did it take you to? It um, was that probably around 10, 15 minutes yeah. or so. Uh, but then, I, you know, you get down to, like, nine players and then you get to the last one or two, and then you realize, oh, crap, I'm after putting in two, two, pa- players, two players from, from yeah. you know, Cork there. I'm after putting in Bennett and Maguire or something yeah. like that. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work. So um, you do I mean, I mean, in many ways, like all great debates, uh, like all great pub debates, they're essentially pointless, but still very good a bit, fun. bit of
0: fun, yeah. And you'd have a big squad. You'd have a very good squad, but there'd be a lot of squad rotation, I would say, week on week.
1: Yeah, like there'd be a very unhappy camp They you know, would be. You them all together. But our
0: man management would get them through.
1: No, I wouldn't. wouldn't. No, 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 in that scenario.
0: Derrick Keeley was a uh, uh, man manager of uh, High Acclaim, and he will be talking to us about Middletown because it's 30 years this month uh, since Rovers left Middletown, so their last game uh, there, and it's kind of been a 30-year anniversary week, yeah. I think, with Nail and I, uh, 30 years since that was broadcast.
1: Oh my God, you're Consta- absolutely obsessed with Nail and I. Uh, if you haven't seen With Nail and I... Uh, have you seen it then? No, no you've, no, you've scolded me for for not actually appreciating. It's brilliant. I remember Peter Whittenell who played for the dog <laughs> in the mid-90s. <laughs> That's right, you, actually. You, you could do, like, a sort of a Peter Whittenell, and I. and I, the League of Ireland documentary version. <laughs> and, you know, Peter's battles with the offside trap and all the other things that dogged them in, in the mid-90s. It could be a um, lot of... It uh, probably wouldn't uh, be as sophisticated a show.
0: A lot of parlance there. Well, there are sort of two people in the world, two, one per- person who hasn't watched Whittenell and I, and one person and who Debra
1: has And of course, signed Peter Whittenell. Uh, So there you go, perfect perfect symmetry. But it's Wednesday. I mean, I know people listen to this at various times, but the the Wednesday, April 12th, is the 30th anniversary of the last game. Um, Yeah. Under, you know, at a time when Rovers had won three leagues in a a row under Jim McLaughlin. You were a nipper? I was a nipper. Dermot Keeley came in for the last year as player manager um, and was going for four in a row. And effectively, you know, Rovers won the double in 1987 in the shadow of... I guess, you know, the, the club disintegrating in, in some way. So, uh, in fairness to Rovers this week, they've they rolled through the nostalgia and some great newspaper clippings and, and pieces and even last night I was sort of researching a piece on it and and went searching through the archives. There's a great Come Here To Me blog, I don't know if you've read it, it's sort of on Dublin life and Dublin through the years yeah. and stuff. Had a very good piece on, uh, you know, the, the media coverage around that era and, you know, Dermot Keeley, we will speak to him And he was right in the heart of it. And I think he's since admitted, probably as a young player manager, he had a certain tunnel vision about, you know, just results at that point and not necessarily appreciating the the significance of the bigger picture. picture. Yeah. Yeah, And
0: we'll also talk to Alan Bennett, Cork's uh, inspirational uh, captain, who uh, is going to probably talk to us about Sean Maguire and. You know, before before we get to Keely and Bennett, Dan, I suppose it's it's the obvious starting point. Looking back at the weekend's action, um, did you watch the the you, do you watch the Cork game? Cork, yeah. Cork,
1: yeah, I watched Cork. I wasn't working, but I, I was I was watching the game, and they just keep doing it. And I think yeah, we, we might debate Cork's individual strengths in some ways a bit more. Alan Bennett, though, I I think they're trying to you know have their game face on here, and maybe maybe won't won't be sort of. You know, getting sort of sucked into some of the platitudes that we might, but they're looking very good. They're looking very good. I saw you tweeted a point about Garrett Morrissey and I, uh, I agree that he's been excellent. And, you know, it's one of these ones, and I think there's something I do want to touch on with Bennett. Like, I can't figure out how Morrissey, for example, it just didn't really happen for him in England. He played 10 times with Cambridge in a period of time. And uh, and you have this with Sean Maguire as Maguire well. Maguire at Dundalk, I mean, uh, and in England. Well, in England, he scored a couple of goals at Accrington, and he was a different player and different sort of, you know, person then, maybe. Is there uh, any
0: argument to make that they're they're just in a kind of a, maybe, they feel in a better place in the squad with Cork that's, you know, maybe they didn't fulfill the, their potential. Possibly. And they're also quite young.
1: Well, possibly. I, I think, you know, Morrissey, um, i could actually reading up and again on Morrissey and what happened with him, and he felt at the time that he feels in the English lower leagues that there is a sense that um, players like him are almost ten a penny. And you do hear this as well. Like, this was a thing about Daryl Horgan before he went to England, that there was managers in England who, who saw Daryl Horgan and were aware of him and said, that ah, there's loads no, of Daryl yeah. Horgan's in England. And, um that's fine I mean maybe there is in terms of some of the raw materials but in in terms of actually delivering um on a on a good stage you know clearly Horgan is a unique talent and I have to say Maguire now to bring it back to Maguire because there's a lot of other players in that Cork team who things haven't happened for them in various places but at the moment they seem to be clicking maybe it's an element of trust as well and being around a manager to trust them um but Maguire I just think he's I thought he was good you know, you always thought he was a good player. I mean, I remember watching him for Waterford in that playoff against Dundalk in 2012. Lifetime Ooh, when, You know, and, and Maguire, he's the this soccer writer's player of the month and he's, he's spoken about God what would have happened if Waterford had beaten Dundalk in that playoff what would have happened to him nothing would have happened to Dundalk Dundalk could be anywhere now um, and it's the whole sliding doors so we, thing we
0: spoke to Stephen O'Donnell last week when he was talking about where his career was basically at a crossroads and Maguire after Dundalk you know he went to Cork without really any great kind of hype that's fair
1: well, he came back to, remember he came back on loan to Sligo and nothing really happened from him at all there and this is the thing he's only 22 now that's but, the hard thing but to we, believe we, A tendency you've always in football is a tendency to condemn people, and even now, because I think we're going to go into a broader discussion. There is now a discussion to be had about Sean Maguire you know, could he be in contention for the Ireland squad? And
0: you're a lot closer to this setup than I am now, in terms of you know what the strengths may be of the Irish peripheral players, and surely there is an argument that he deserves maybe a call up of some note.
1: Yeah, I think like you have to be realistic as well. You can, you know, sometimes there's a League of Ireland player doing well, and you say, well, he should be in the squad. Um, but you have to look at that position in the squad. And realistically, you'd make this point if you had four or five Premier League regular strikers at the moment, then Maguire wouldn't be in the discussion at all. But we don't, and um, the Ireland squad at the moment is populated f- forward-wise by you know thirty somethings. You know, the, the Shane Long was the youngest member of the squad last month, um, and we have a real problem going forward, quite literally, in, the, in that respect. You even look to England now and say, well, where are the other options, say? You know, does Scott Hogan at Aston Villa, does he even want to play for Ireland? Paddy Madden, League One, has done very well. You know, he's, he's as close as it could be. Adam Rooney in Scotland, O'Neill doesn't seem to trust him. Maybe he doesn't trust the SBL. And if he doesn't trust the SBL, he's probably not going to really trust the League of Ireland either. However, you do think as well... Um, as sometimes we, you get accused of building your players up and being unrealistic the flip side of that is though you look at Daryl Horgan now and how well he adjusted and maybe a year ago there was, a, or particularly in July, August when the Dock were taken off in Europe and could Horgan play for Ireland I think there was a lot of people who have a lot of affection and time for League of Ireland football who just said naturally nah, he's not ready he wouldn't have been up to it I think you can look at it now and say he actually would have been I mean, Horgan could have played for Ireland uh, I think last autumn Comfortably, and I think maybe you have to look at Maguire on his individual. But John Giles here, judge on its merits or something. You have to look at Maguire on his individual.
0: What are the flaws in his game game that would prevent him from going to the top, Or, or what are his limitations? Well, I think
1: he's actually improved in areas of his game where maybe you look at his size, that would be a natural. Natural concern, and you wonder actually would he fit into the way that Ireland play? And actually, that could be a that could be a concern. The League of bit, Ireland player uh, couldn't fit. In. <laughs> it's Irish sort teams. of ironic, you know. Like he's actually always been quite good with his back to goal. Like when he was younger, it was sort of chat about Sean Maguire as a number ten type of player. And he's spoken about the fact that when he went to Cork, really, it's the first time he's properly played as that number nine central player in his career. And I think that's I'm just like amazed by him now, um, just how effective he's been outside the box in games. Um, and we always knew we really he, he had that in him. Um, but even in the European game last year in the Europa League, there were signs of that in Belgium, and um, that he was he was really up to it. And missed a big chance in Genk actually. I, in the yeah, first leg. I missed chance, but and he was, was taken off was, in the second leg. Was, yeah, well, yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. There was interest from clubs at that point. Maybe his head was turned a bit. But that's that's you know that that's. And in fairness the
0: to the Cork team, if you look from from their midfield, and there's been a lot of talk about the front three. Um, which is now Dooley, Maguire and Shepherd, and they are diamond at the moment.
1: They're good, but just to go back to the point about Maguire, that I think realistically, um, you know, there is an enlarged squad in the summer, and um, there's games around that time, there is suggestion, you know, could he be involved around the Uruguay game, there's a game in New York, um, where I suspect there's going to be a a huge amount of pullouts from the senior squad, um, but you know, Cork played on dog that week, so it probably wouldn't suit Cork if Maguire was needed at that juncture. But I think from the international manager now, who's looking at the overall squad picture, and okay, the the World Cup games and the qualifiers in the, in the here and now, it's going to be the tried and trusted. But there's also a responsibility there to plan for the longer term. And if you think that Maguire is going to be, in 18 months' time, our top one of our top strikers, I think having him around the squad now, bringing him in, seeing what he can do, I don't think there's anything to lose from giving him that chance. I think he's in Just as you know, there's other good young Irish players in League One and other levels who definitely should be with this wider striking pitch, this guy at Millwall, Aidan O'Brien, there's other guys, I think they have to be looking at all strikers now because we actually have a real problem in this department and Maguire looks to have the attributes to, to be in that consideration. And we will get to the
0: other results as well. Uh, Sligo and Limerick, of course, both won after getting rid of their managers and the Big uh, results, arguably elsewhere, was Drogheda beaten Rovers, and we're going to talk to Darren Keely very shortly about that. And go United definitely in a bit of trouble after losing to Bray. Uh,
1: very quickly,
0: Dan, what was your take on the big story?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know that bounce factor we spoke about last week is just ridiculous. You know? it, it just happens. You know, you change the manager, and Limerick seem to get a certain focus from that. Um, but but I certainly think that the you know Shamrock Rovers are in the news this week. You know, as I said, we're, they're doing laudable efforts to mark the Milton anniversary, um, but they're also in the news for other reasons, because I think uh, Rovers losing Andrada was the standout result of the week for me. You know, Five defeats in eight games, um, that's heading into alarming territory, I think. Uh,
0: Rovers have obviously come a long, long way since uh, the days of Milton 30 years ago, and you know, uh, even talk of what's happening on the pitches is incidental to the fact, I suppose, that they're in Tala. And... Dermot Keeley was part of that uh, last Middletown era as a player manager. And Dermot, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, pleasure to be on. And uh, before we came on air, you, you, you I, I still feel that you have, um, you know, your very fresh memories of that time. And maybe over the passage of time, you, you saw things a little bit differently because... It was so conscientious what was happening, and uh, obviously your job was to try to get the team to win on the pitch. But there was so much going on outside that made it a, a pretty memorable time to be involved in Rovers.
2: Yeah, it was a very difficult time. It, I, it, was a, it should be a, a time where you just have really, really good memories. But unfortunately, the year after that, when, when we moved to Tokyo, you know, it was it was really hard, really, really hard. Um, I think because at the time I you know, the people I had no concept. This is twenty years ago, I'm sixty three, so that's thirty uh thirty three years of age. All I was interested in was winning maggots. Mm-hmm. And I, I had the good fortune to be appointed manager when Jim McLaughlin left. And I think we won that double Better than any of the other, but those. I mean, in the sense of more points, and, and we won the cup and three nothing. I mean, we were an exceptional team, and all I could see was winning another league and another league and another league, because there was nothing. To, there was nothing there. there was, it wasn't like Dundalk and Cork now, where Cork has slowly crept up and, and probably caught up. We were, we were, we were still the yes, outstanding team, and I wanted that. That was my only. That was my only motivation was to see that team survive and go and at the time um, I was given to understand that the move was going to be such that they were going to sell this for housing which even then was probably a bit unique but I, I, I could see the logic of it and they were going to build a spanking new stadium in, uh, not build but to upgrade Talker Park to, to, into what would have been a fantastic modern stadium. and. That's all I could see. I I couldn't see. It. And I never, at that age, uh, at that time, I didn't appreciate the history of any club. Uh, all I wanted to do was win medals. Uh, I know. And I said, I said as much, as I think I said once, that I'd play on Dolly Mount Strand, that that was necessary to win another medal. And so Rovers
0: nearly did. They played everywhere
2: else. Well, that was my... Yeah, but my motivation was purely, purely personal, as it is with players. Uh, I'm now at the age where I look back and I know... I loved football then, I didn't love the League of Ireland, I didn't love Rovers or Celtic, or I, I loved playing, I loved managing, but now when you look back, I, if someone told me tomorrow that Dundalk were going to move from Oriel Park to some other ground, I would be really, really upset about it because there's an emotional attachment there. I would I'd see the bigger picture still. But, at that stage, I, I didn't. I, and I, I probably alienated the fans. And For, for that bit, I, I, I was wrong. I mean, the fact that I, I couldn't understand the depth of feeling that people have for, for the club. Uh, I And I didn't understand that. It's only it's only in later years you begin to understand how important fans are and how important the tradition of a club is. But sure. unfortunately, my thing was always just win, win, win at any cost.
1: Jeremy, I mean, just specifically the game against Sligo Rovers, the last game of Miltangels, I know there was sort of pitch encroachments and a lot of emotion around that game, and I think you were obviously involved in sort of interactions with with fans. Like, what's your specific memories of that day, the actual mood around the ground that day? Beautiful day.
2: Um, Really, really, really summery day. People on the pitch, I had to go out and try and get them off the pitch to to let us finish the match. again, not really knowing what what was ahead. Um I mean, as I said, I did there was no there was no nastiness towards the team or nastiness towards me personally at that stage. I mean in the end I think I helped convince them all to go back off the sand and that it would be discussed again. You could talk about later that there was no point in, in giving the game up Again, because you know you would have been like presumed five by the league. I don't know. It didn't get past that. They were very emotional, and as I keep saying to you, that's not me. I wasn't emotional. I mean, I just wanted to get the match off and get get a double one again, and that was my motivation. Now people can say you're wrong or or whatever, but at that at that stage that. That's all I was thinking. Well, you're just
0: too young to appreciate it, and now over the passage of time, you know, you take the bigger picture in and you appreciate losing these grounds is never a good thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you, uh, you would also have my other motivation, not just age. Uh, uh, as you get older, you get, you get mellower and you. you Softer. You do <laughs> want to mellower, say, Not Softer. You <laughs> do get mellower. But at that time, you, 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 you know, my. My nature is was and is to be to be a winner, to, to win everything. And I could see this team going on, as I said, for another two or three years. We could have won six, seven in a row. And I couldn't understand them not understanding that we could win it anywhere we liked, that we were so good. If you put it on Dolly Mount Strand, as you said, they nearly were there that we grew in the league.
0: Well, I suppose, Dermot, we, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm barely in, into my mid-30s at this stage, so I didn't appreciate what it was like, but was it not this massive kind of um, dilemma that you're moving from somewhere like Milltown to Drumcondra, which to me at the moment would just seem a crazy thing to do because presumably the fan base, that was anathema to them.
2: Absolutely. But then you have to think that I'm an outsider. Mm. So, moving to to Talker, I didn't understand the difference between Drumcondra and you know Milton. I didn't understand that the fan base was predominantly. I mean, I obviously understood it, but I didn't. I didn't. The concept never clicked with me. That that you, because you can just go to Tolkien. But I mean, in those days again, 30 20 years ago, you wouldn't have been. It, it would be more feasible now. In and, yeah, of transport is easier and everything else. But. From for, for those people then for, for the fans then they would have had to get two buses to get to Tolka Sure, but I, I I wouldn't I wasn't see I didn't I wasn't thinking about that. But you've, I you've was spoken, only thinking about another
0: league. Yeah, I mean, you've you've spoken about Dundalk potentially leaving Oriel and you've written about Shells and their Tolka situation. Where do you yeah. what's your take on that now? As somebody who's obviously been close to both of those clubs, um,
2: what's my take on, on what's Shell your take Melbourne? on Tolka in particular? To me it's logical. I don't think but the club you see there's no there's there's no right way or there's no one correct way. Shells have financial problems, they have, you know, they they difficulties on the board, they've they difficulties with the ground, so the ground has fallen down, it's dilapidated, it can't it can't be sent upkeep, but they're in the fourth division. I mean, for them, for me, for my in my case, I think that running Two clubs out of the north side of Dublin, as this case is daily now, is absolutely sensible, you know. And yeah. I don't think I—I I take your point now that it's—it's it's only across the road. And I, I was asking, I—I I was—I didn't try to grasp the fact that you were uprooting someone from the south side. It was like bringing at Long Town across it's the south and saying so. that's your—that's mm. your ground, you know. Uh, and I again, as I said, I didn't understand. I think in the modern day now, people understand about finance, and they understand that really in the in the league, you probably just can't. Maybe clubs can't afford to have the ground their own ground, and it would make sense. For I think it makes sense anyway for for shells to move to Edmonton. Now I know there's the there's there's a hard card. And I don't mean that in disrespectful way mm-hmm. of shares, fans. Who well, this is an ultimate too, as well. But I, I, I sometimes think you have you have to move the times. Now, maybe, sure. maybe in my head, 20 years ago, I'd
1: hate to think I was ahead of me time. You know, but there you go, Dermot, I mean, just I mean, not to go back over it at all, but I mean, at the time, you didn't realize, as I you said, you've, you you were just had the sort of tunnel vision on focus on the results. But when did you realize maybe that you'd you'd made a mistake, I suppose, at, at that point, or maybe you'd you'd backed the wrong horse. But how long, was it just that year in Talca that followed that was so fraught, it seemed, that, that you, was that the point where you almost had some no. regret, or was it later? No, 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 I, no, it was later. Yeah. I would, I would have had, now and then, I'm
2: being completely honest, I would have, I would have, have had, you know, really, really, I, I'd have been, I I couldn't understand them not going into the games. I couldn't understand them not supporting their team. I, I just couldn't understand it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It's beyond my comprehension. Because I thought they all wanted what I wanted, which was to win another league and another cup and another league and another cup. And they didn't. The history that the history of the club was more important than that, and, and rightly so. So that year, I would have just had bad feelings towards everybody involved in the in because. They prevented me from winning the league. Now, subsequently, you know, as, as years go by, and you think logically about it, and you, you remove all the emotion about it, you know, I understand exactly what they were doing. I mean, fair play to them, and you know, you, you think that um, they they tried their level best, I and mean, they they suffered for the move for a long, long time. As you said, they 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 played it played it every round in Dublin, practically anything that was available.
1: Just Dermot, what do you think of the, to bring it forward to the present day, Rovers 2017, where um, they appear to have a lot of structures um, right off the park, or certainly, you know, they seem to be making great strides in terms of academy development and so on. But the first team is struggling. You know, the first team could do with some of those trophies again, and you, you do sense that frustration from talking to supporters. I mean, what's your take from afar, from outside, on? The Rovers project, because that's the word that sometimes has been used about what they're trying to do right
2: now. I, uh, I wonder about the the Rovers project. I haven't seen the training ground. I believe it's 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 fantastic and fair play. Um, and I I absolutely be, agree with bringing up kids through the club through the club and 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 playing them in, in the first or in the in the first team. But really, for me, I think that was this plan is that. They produce players and sell players, and then that money will go back into the academy. I, I, I think they've taken their eye off the ball as far as the league of Ireland is concerned. And sometimes I think that they think their name is enough, but it's a really, really tough league, and they shape above all.
0: Yeah, and uh,
2: tougher with the, the quarter of the team going. Yeah, and you know you, the the performances so far have been awful. Awful. I mean, they, well, the, I know the performances. I mean, they haven't been. I mean, they played well against. Cork am I unlucky and they played well against Dundalk and they were beaten, but, you know you keep hearing this like we're playing great but we're we're, we're very unlucky well sorry that's not true <laughs> it's
0: a bit like go oh, United and and before you go you've mentioned those two who will win the league
2: Cork will win the league I said it earlier on the year and I've been vilified up here but that's I live in Dundalk happily and I'm, I'm proud I'm proud to be a Dundalk supporter but I thought
0: there on, you are. Uh,
2: Cork, we're awesome. The weekend I, I, I talked about. Reed. they reminded me of Dundalk last year.
0: Thanks a million, Darren, for your time. We we we'll, we'll hope to have you uh, on the show unless you get a job before the end of the season. <laughs>
2: A job where <laughs> I'm looking for a job, but it's not a football. Thank you. I I couldn't deal with the yellow boots and green boots and <laughs> the cropped hair has gone down when they're injured with a broken and the FBI's
1: disciplinary department as well. Dermot but we won't well, go there. We, just, won't
2: there. we won't go well, there. We won't go there. Well, I think I'd avoid I'd survive the FBI, <laughs> they would be the least of my problems. I think the yellow and red boots are more of a problem to me now than
1: the FBI. Cheers, Dermot Cheers. Cheers bye bye.
0: That's like a husky voice from another era, like that era I suppose where the two of us were initially sporting the league and I remember remember reading Eamon Sweeney's book There's Only One Red Army and he was on about being with a girl who um, was living in Milltown where the ground used to be and he just couldn't, like he couldn't focus on her at all. I remember he was like, oh, this strange feeling came over me, like I just, all my feelings just went out the window because I was in what was a football ground in Sharon Grover's and Years later, I uh, ended up being with a girl from the exact same place and I I took a photo outside this kind of plaque of milltown that took they have uh, well there's a plaque of like shamrock rovers and it's like on the main road or whatever in milltown and um just,
1: it's, just, it's 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 strange I not because, sure where you took a photo of sorry I mean, um it was,
0: but it is it, it's strange because like if, even if you look at harold's cross the dogs that are going now like these are once they're gone they're gone
1: well it's like the phoenix park races and there's all these um that and baldoyle like, and so forth oh, you like. can go around and go, but i mean at the same time we'll also sit in this show and uh, now i'm not making the point of milltown because milltown by all accounts, although. It had fallen into disrepair a bit, you know. Had the potential to be a great venue where it was, but we also, I suppose, speak sometimes about needing facilities to improve big time in the league. And you can't get too nostalgic about some older grounds and letting them go. I mean, there's some leagues and some grounds in the league at the moment. They probably need to be, you know, you need probably. to probably, probably. Well, one hundred percent. Three, three or four grounds yeah, in the Premier be, Division are a disgrace. People will be nostalgic about them when they're gone, but they they need to be. It's not, but it's
0: never. not even so much gone. Just do them up or something. Yeah, well, that's It'll, it. Yeah. I was in Bray like Friday. It's it's a disgrace for ground at this stage in this day and age. No wonder there were five hundred people at the game, even less at Turners Cross. There were f- over five thousand. The place seemed to be heaving and we're joined by Alan Bennett, who had yet another uh, excellent game for Cork City in the three 0 win over Derry City. How are you getting on, Alan? How's it going, lad? Not bad. We spoke there about Milltown very briefly. What, what is your take on sort of that Rover Zero? We've heard a lot about it since and how significant was it, do you think, for them to get back into talent and actually their own ground?
3: Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good for a club to go back to its community, you know. Um, we all know how important the fans are for, for the clubs and for clubs in League of Ireland especially. So if you can keep the the club in its community, it's all the more important. You know, I, I would have... Spo- I, I played at Wimbledon... Um, when they were they were trying to get back to um, to their to their to their ground, just to say Kingston like, and, and they're looking to get planning permission to get back to Plow Lane, which was taken off them and moved up to, to Milton Keynes. You know, and it's something that that is very they're very passionate about at that club. You know, they take it very seriously, and the fact that the club was taken off them. And brought away to another area, and they, they, they want they see it as their sole purpose now to bring it back, and it's it's good in a way, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Alan, you're. I know you're obviously a big Cork fan, and, and we've seen that emotion after the cup final last year. Do you have sort of memories of the Bishopstown era at Cork, sort of growing up, and even I mean, Cork City in that in that time, you know, they had a bit of moving around and that, that small bit of uncertainty going on.
3: Yeah, I do. I do. I went down to a couple of games down there. Um, I would have. Yeah, I've seen a couple of games. Obviously, the big ones probably stand out. Like I think they played Celtic down there in the in a preseason friendly, and they would have played a couple of European games on there as well. But um, it, it was probably a good move, just way ahead of its time. You know, the infrastructure wasn't really there. We actually trained there every day, so you still see us in there yeah. every day. You know, so I see it. <laughs> we're in there pretty much every day. But um, yeah, it was probably just just a bit of ahead of its time. It was probably too far out at the time. But now there, there's a
0: great infrastructure there. But it was probably just that bit ahead of its time, really. And obviously we spoke about um, you know your days in Wimbledon very briefly, but how would you compare sort of League 2 standards facilities for fans and players compared to what you deal with uh, week by week in the Premier League in Ireland? Um, that doesn't sound good.
3: Yeah. Um, I suppose like you were speaking there, there are a few grounds in Ireland that could do with a refurb to say the least, but um, you see, in in England, like there's a, obviously a lot more finance. It's the main game, you know. It's the money comes down from from the Premier League, which which is huge. The FA is a massive organization. Um, there are some big clubs, in even at the League Two level, which would have corporate side of things running. Um, you know, which which is which is the way the Irish League has to go. The League has to go, really. You know, you have to get that side of. Uh, finance involved you've got you've got to kind of offer that just that kind of a match day experience to businesses and and, and that's that's the way it should be I know Cork have tried a few
0: things what have they tried down there actually
3: yeah they had, they had the European games last year up the back and um, they kind of had a, like a,
0: a tented village for want of a better word
3: where they, where they did a few things and got a few businesses in
0: no prawn just, sandwiches I take it
3: <laughs> no no Roy Keane prawn sandwiches um <laughs> Only, uh, I think, sponsors like were kind of guilty, so they would have uh, put in you know, a bit of their food. And um, it, it worked quite well, you know. But that that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg, really. You, you've you've got to get that side involved more, in my mind. But that's, that's probably light years away in, in the Irish League. The,
0: the football side of things are obviously going well. Just talk to us about Friday night. It seemed like an intense occasion down there.
3: Yeah, it was, you know. It was. Because of everything else around and involved, you know, um, like we obviously had two dairy lads playing for us, and uh, it was quite an emotional thing. I think, I think a lot of lads are kind of happy to it away, you know, because it, you know it's a, it was a tough game number one, and then just everything else around it number two. But um, look, we the game. But was, I look back at the game. I, I don't usually look back, but I look back at this one, and it was kind of scrappy enough for the first twenty minutes, and the goal kind of settled us down, but we just kind of have those players at the moment that can kind of score from anywhere, you know, you, you have dudes just making a, a run into the box and he's, when he gets running and gets run the players, he's, he's quite difficult to stop. And then just Gary Buckley's looking to get into the box more and he got into the box and scored. And then that kind of settled us down and we were able to kind of get into our game a bit more. Um, but at the moment, it's just a real pleasure to play in this team. You know, I've, I've, I'm a Cork City fan as well as a player and, if I met Stephen Dooley on the street, I'd thank him, you know, for what he's done for for our club. I really would because I've seen what he what he could have done. in The summer he could have left, but he didn't. And it's it's a rare thing in football these days that when money does not dictate a decision, you know. And he deserves all the credit for that. And so I'm a big fan of his. And
0: do people and understand it, him down there? He's he's got that mad North Antrim accent, and obviously Cork's accent is a bit odd as well. Uh, do people know what he's saying? Uh,
3: they do. To be fair, because he he went away for a while to the states, so kind of um,
0: that must be an element of it as well. Yeah, he's a, he's it's out there.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a bit. It's a bit mixed. But like he's quite he's he's quite an introverted character, you know. But once you you get to know him and get talking to him, he's you know he's got a real dry wit about him, and he's he's a really good guy, and and he the lads love him. Like the you could see when he scored when Buck scored. Like, a lot of the lads went straight to duels, you know, and like you can kind of see a lot of things in those kind of situations, you know, how people feel about people. So, like, we, everyone understands how important he is to the team. And as I said earlier, a lot of times money dictates decisions in football and duels made a decision in the summer where money didn't dictate. And that is, like, massive in my mind, you know. It just, just says everything you could say about the guy.
1: I mean, Alan, it's striking you mentioned, say, Stephen there, and it's even been noticeable the last couple of weeks how different players have chipped in, but I guess there's always going to be questions about Sean Maguire, given the the status that he's assumed, and I am interested in asking you, as a as a centre half who's played at various levels in England, just how good is Sean? I mean, how, I'm not necessarily asking to put him on a level with a particular league or anything like that, yeah. but just in terms of his overall ability compared to what you faced in various in various at various standards of play. I mean, how good is this guy?
3: Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm seeing a lot of similarities between him and Kevin Doyle. You know, when Kevin came to Cork, like similar kind of players, they, they score a lot of different types of goals. They put in serious work effort for the team. Um they're both kind of that similar kind of build. Maybe Kevin's a tiny bit taller, but like um they're both, you know, can hold the ball into them. They like Kev went was that was that path it, you know, didn't really work when he came down to Cork and by the time he left, which was mid season, he had seventeen goals in the bag, you know, about that it says seventeen maybe maybe eighteen Sean would probably be around the same mark hopefully all go well you know about in, in in the middle in the middle of our season but um where do i see? yeah he's like, he's 21 you know he's just got he's got so much potential and he comes in every day he could easily you know um you know don't don't some days maybe not feel like training hard but he trains hard every single day and he what he gets out of the game he fully deserves because he, he's a tremendous attitude and so, you know, all the younger lads, you know, can't really, you know, say much when Sean is out there training every day and working hard, working at his game, you know, you can easily just point to him and just say, look, this guy is where you should be aiming for at, at his age, you know. So, like, this young lad in our group now, probably 18, 19, you've got two years to get to this level, lads, so this is the level you, you need to be at, you know. I
1: mean, I'm sure, obviously, you're biased because you would have wanted him to stay last season, or sorry, for this season, and I know he possibly could have left, but can you see... Just from Sean's perspective, the value of of staying, you know, staying at home. Maybe if it's just for another year, because I guess, and you know, from being around the game, I think Sean has touched on it. Sometimes happiness is underrated in football, and that if you're at a club where you're loved and you're playing good football, I mean, you can't you can't take that for granted. I guess.
3: No, absolutely, absolutely, and like he's, you know, he's a pretty level-headed guy. I would have had a couple of conversations with him at the end of the last season, and like I just said to him, look maybe if you give it another year you can make a good move into a great move and you can you know are like you know there's, there's still time for you like there's plenty of time there so like for him i also said look you you got to go somewhere where you're the number one you know where the manager sits you down and says look you're coming in as my number one guy you're going to play i'm going to give you all the opportunities to get to get up and running you know rather than going in as as one striker in a in a bunch of four where you don't really know you where you are you know um, so, so they're the kind of two things that have to be in place for him. I think what, what my opinion was for him, but like for him, yeah, it's it is like a lot of lots to be said about being happy for where you are and, and enjoying going into training. And you know, he's he's quite good buddies with Kev O'Connor that, that and duels actually the three of them kind of live together, so that you know they're in a good house and a good place. And there is a lot to be said for it, and 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 I'm sure he will he will get a great move and probably, you know, since Daryl and, and Boyle moved on, uh, Sean, he's probably the, the main focus of the league's media, you know, and the, the, the main focus of the speculation, he's probably the next one, It's probably, probably go from our league, and maybe McElhinney after that. And
0: what about Kevin O'Connor?
3: Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's kind of like defenders, we kind of stay off the radar a bit, you know. Yeah, they,
0: are they not the players almost more likely to make in England if you look, um, that it, like yourself did as well, you know, that, that that's we have a lot of very talented defenders in Ireland.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And But you see, you got to clock up the games as a defender, you know? But like Kev, I would be in a much stronger position now than a lot of 20-year-olds in England in squads, you know? He, he'd have probably come to the end of the season maybe 60 games in, in the men's league under his belt, maybe eight of those in Europe, European football, you know? Like, or maybe I'm doing the disservice now because he's, he's into his third season, I would have thought so maybe he'll have 80 games, you know? That's 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 a lot of, a lot of miles clocked up. The same with O'Connor, who went from Limerick to Leeds, you know, they would look at him as a 19-year-old and say, this guy's played 60 games in a men's league. I see him, we've we looked at him 10 or 12 times. It's a no-brainer for some of those because they'll have 19-year-olds over who will have played no games and they're not sure about, they're thinking, should we invest more into these guys or should we take this kid who's, you know, proven himself in a men's game? Like, I'm, I've been saying it since like, I've come home, That the pathway for me is, young lads, come into your League of Ireland clubs, play games and, and and go over at 18, 19, 20 as opposed to 15,
0: 16 because... Sounds like you are listening to the pod last week. I think it was the <laughs> entire team of the show really with Stephen O'Donnell and I, that well, I,
3: I too. Think, I think they just pick apart problem. You know, they create, not create problems for you, but you're under more scrutiny when you're coming up to an academy before you get to uh, underneath a first team manager because the guys who are bringing you to the academy, they have to Produce bulletproof players, like that their whole job depends on it, so they're more likely to pick problems and find problems and you know oh maybe maybe not. whereas if you go straight over under a first team manager it's the first team manager's call who's brought you over, he's made the decision, so it just it just makes sense in my eyes, you know that you should go straight under a first team manager as opposed to straight into a sixteen seventeen old you know under a sixteen manager. You know who's who, who's trying to do who's got, kind of got a different criteria maybe you know so, um, yeah for me look if, if someone came to me and asked me I'd say stay here play fifty, 50 games, grow up a little bit and then go over which it, as a nineteen year old or a twenty year old.
1: Let's ask you about yourself, Alan, and and sort of how much you're enjoying your your second stint back at Cork because obviously you you work in a sort of a volatile industry. Uh, then when you're in England, I'm not sure if all our listeners would be aware you then. Pursued uh, a degree in an even more volatile industry in journalism um, for a couple of years. So you were clearly thinking about the future at, at that point. Um, but you've, you know, you've, you, well, <laughs> that, that, that's maybe that's, a bleak future. That, that's maybe the question, Johnny. But um, you know, you've, you've you know, you've extended your football career. You're enjoying a, sort of a you know, a real sort of Indian summer. I don't like using that dreadful cliche term that they should probably steer clear of in journalism courses and so on, but it seems to have worked coming home for you.
3: Yeah, do you know what the first thing I learned when I went into that media course was everybody in the media industry tells you to get it, not to go into the media industry. I think you've got like a secret click that you all... (laughs) Well, it's basically
0: we want to protect our jobs. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um,
3: No, look, I'm... Absolutely enjoying every day. I swear to God, it's 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 been fantastic. Like since the day I came home, um, like I suppose, I don't know. You I, like you just I'm just approaching you now, like that every training session could potentially be my last one. You know, or this could be my last season, uh, which is like that kind of freedom in myself, which is paradoxically probably what you should do when you're 20 or 19. You know what I mean? That's the way you should be thinking. But you don't get that till you get older, that kind of experience of understanding that. But like I just I just really enjoying just being around the lads and training and being able to go in every day and being a good team and and just playing for Cork. I just I just I, pff, fuck it, lads, you've heard me saying a lot of times how much I love the club, so I just love I love going, going to kinda across match day and playing games and luckily John kind of understands that I maybe need another couple of days in terms of recovery after games, but the actual games I really love but maybe the Sunday mornings and the Monday mornings are are a bit harder but I'll take those if I I can still play no problem
1: so did you learn much in your media course (laughs) (laughs) he just avoided the journalism (laughs) stuff altogether (laughs) what's that
0: sorry did you learn
1: learn much in your media course then (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he learned how to play
0: into his mid 30s yeah Yeah, how to stay in as long as he can I did I enjoyed
3: it you know It, it was like I think to be fair, it's kind of it's a lot. A lot of it is a stepping stone in England for a lot of lads. They would they would have gone on to other courses, but we we would have done some stuff, a lot of hands-on stuff. Um, I quite enjoyed the creative writing side of things, but I, I did look at continuing on when I came home. But after after meeting John and, and speaking to John and how, how you know how tight knit he runs the club, I, I decided against uh, going going and doing stuff. Well, and playing, you know, you just can't do it In my mind, I can't sit there and. A, Friday, and and talk about you know players that could be potentially playing against. It's it's just it doesn't work,
1: Uh but but even just having the idea to do that, was there an element of just trying to fill your time as a pro footballer in England as well? Just trying to be productive because you do see, I mean, it's again, you see guys coming home with nothing, you know, they haven't Mm. used their time over there. Was that something you were very conscious of to I don't know exercise your brain as well while you were there?
3: Yeah, and listen, the TFA, which is the Players Union in England, is the greatest union ever, like, it paid for the whole thing, do you know what I mean, it was. It literally is a no-brainer, like, and the thing about the PFA is probably 25-30% don't need their help because they're multimillionaires, you know, and then you've got, like, lads in League 1, 2, who do need their help, so, you know, they, they kind of focus a lot of their resources on those guys, and it's all there, it's at your fingertips, you know, you just literally have to be a bit proactive about it, so... It, they came to me. They came to. They came to come to all the clubs, and they just said, "Look, this is there." I thought, actually, sure, why not?" Like you know, it, it it was really tailored towards professional footballers. So they understood the regime. They understood the season. They understood the time. It was based in Staffordshire, which is outside uh, Stoke. You went up once a month. You did two weeks in the summer. So all that was kind of really tailored towards professional footballers, and they were understanding. You know, not to be pushing you towards the end of May when you know you're coming into kind of a, an important time of your season and and not to be annoying you around Christmas, you know, the usual kind of yeah, student, you know, peak times, I suppose they kind of tailor those with bit differently. So, um, yeah, like all that, it just, it just kind of falls into your lap, really. like, you know, I'd be stupid or not to do and not to do this,
0: like, but those those. And unfortunately, um, we, we were under a little bit of time pressure with you because, um, and I'm not really sure I should say this. You've Pilates, uh <laughs> just after the show. So I'm gonna ask you firstly about Pilates. Does it actually help in terms of extending your longevity? And then lastly, Bose on Friday night in Daily Mount.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Pilates works. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I am, I'm it's good, like, you know, it's something that I just kinda of started falling into over the last last year, I suppose, that I kinda of, I realised that I have to do something else.
1: Um
3: you know, I I can't move the big weights anymore. Like so I you know, I've got to go around and, and probably just maintain the strength and flexibility that I have as opposed to going and building more, which is which is what most of the lads would be doing now, just being like a thirty five year old athlete. Um Are you're gonna get be... some
0: slagging from the Bose fans now. I'm just thinking they can be a bit uh bit narcy. They're gonna have some Pilates related song for Benno at the back. Yeah.
3: Ah <laughs> oh, sure, bring it on the no bottle. There. There's an always good crack up there with with the
0: dubs, you know. So I enjoy that. There's How will it go? How will it go? Yeah, it's 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 uh, a it's a banker kind of a way win for everyone, but is it gonna be that easy?
3: Um no, definitely not. I think Dean Hawkins' a good player. Up front he'll be handful, we'll have to deal with him. Um they're well organized, they've just been really bad to get with injuries, you know, so you kind of really don't know who will be back or who will be out for their 11 on Friday, but they're a good team when they get their good 11 on on the pitch, you know, so um, we'll, we'll, we'll prepare now what today, Tuesday will do. We'll do a, bit, a lot of bits tomorrow and Thursday on them, so we'll be well prepped on on, on who or what we think they'll do or try and do, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll just prepare and, and just two two way games around Dublin in, in the next two Fridays and Limerick away in between. So it's, it's a tough enough week we're kind of heading into, you know, so hopefully yeah, we can just maintain our, our kind of form.
0: Absolutely. And, Alan, best of luck for the rest of the season. It's been great watching Cork City so far and uh, we, we hope, you know, you don't get scolded for being late uh, for Pilates. Don't worry, lads. I'll slip yeah. in the back door there no one knows. me. <laughs> John Coffee doesn't Cheers go on. with you, does he? What's that? John Coffee doesn't go with you, does he? No, no, uh, it's just me. Yeah, uh, I uh, stay on the back, keep
3: keep the head down. <laughs> Best of
1: luck, Alan. Cheers, down
0: on. boys. Thanks. see ya. Just just thinking there when 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 I watched him in England and it was just this one off time I was in London. I watched. I was like, this lad's come towards the end of his career, and that's a few years ago. And. How many players down in the league would you say, off the top of your head, are older than Alan Bennett? And he's he's one of the best players in the league, and he's 36 this year. Yeah, in
1: terms of outfield players. Yeah, I, I remember trying to look at this last year before the start of last season, and I mean at the time you had Stephen McPhail was was still going, you had Colin Healy still going. Healy be one of them. Um, yeah, there was there was a ha- but like, I remember having this discussion. Aside from goalkeepers, the number of guys in their sort of 30s that were playing. Um, was very small. Now, there's a couple of guys that are moving into that bracket now have been around the league for a while. But in terms of that, like, mid-30s veterans, I mean, you had the Graham Doyle at Wexford, a goalkeeper. Um, God, I'm trying to think. You know, there wasn't, there's a really... There aren't even goalkeepers. No, well, uh, I think we've touched on it a couple of times in recent weeks. You had a spate, a generation of players that retired there. You know, retired quite early. You know who actually, if you were to look at what age, I mean, Alan Bennett at the moment as Mcnulty what? is slightly younger. Is oh, Mcnulty, Mcnulty would be younger than Bennett. Thirty-five. You, yeah, maybe like Alan Bennett five. is,
0: is He's thirty-six to, in October. Yeah, he's, he's thirty-six around. in
1: October. But if you look at sort of the generation of guys there, um, I'm thinking of like Shane Robinson. Shane Robinson, like, is thirty-six. You know, he but he he was out the game a long time, and there was a lot of players of that era who who packed it in. Relatively early for various reasons, just to to pursue other things. um And there was, you know, there was guys who there was a t- tax break there and, and reasons to, to to quit. You know, just in case that was taken away, you get your best ten years and that type of thing. And um, but it is hard to, um you know, it is hard to uh to keep going for that long. And it's a young, it's a young man's it's league. Pilates. It's a young man's league. Well, yeah, and. But I think also part of that, and not to go into a big general debate as well, is that you, you do find that guys, when they get to their early 30s, um, they need to look at their life outside football because they don't they haven't made their millions here that they can suddenly retire on. You know, here he played for a long time in his career, but um, Jason Byrne is actually now still going in the would- first division. He would be the senior, the citizen in terms of outfield player, now just thinking. um. But a lot of other guys have just, they haven't been able to make that commitment to the game once they get to a certain age and they just have to look at scaling back. There's quite a few lads actually playing up, up north now uh, from that time. Like, you know, is Jason McGuinness is up there, isn't he? And I think Ken O'Man Nacho is up Nova. there. and um, Yeah, I think he should have a few more quid put away, although <laughs> you do wonder why he's ended up there. Um, but I think uh, that, that sort of... The, the commitment um, is, is, is not as significant in Northern Ireland I, sure. at all. But and he, I think he, that's more suitable to guys I, maybe who have it, got families and it's a bit more...
0: It's testament to him, though, that he's such a significant player in what at the moment is the best team. Bennett. Oh, he's you been know, fantastic. You know, at 35. He's and been fantastic. Yeah, he, and I, I guess he's he just inculcates a lot of kind of belief in the other players because he's so much experience.
1: I, like he was brilliant in the cup final. He's actually been very good in the last two cup finals. And, you know, in, in those big games... Um, I, you know, naturally, and you know he sort of alluded to it. You know, the defenders do slip under the radar a bit, but you don't win the league with a bad defence. You know, it's a, a, a even Dundalk in recent years. We've we've spoken about the unheralded. Uh, quality of Andy Boyle and you know, you appreciate that but also the the, the Massey, Gartland Gannon Boyle back four which was so solid and um we do defenders quite well in Ireland you know they we, we, we produce good defenders. W- we do, although we are going to come around later to our um you know our one player from each team I actually found defence very difficult because you, you, you Well you, you went for an attack of team well, as did I. Yeah and then all of a sudden you're saying well where are the outstanding defenders maybe at the uh, other clubs. I found the same and, thing. And, and yeah, that yeah. is maybe the, the slight struggle. Um, and I imagine
0: there are hundreds and thousands of people listening in thinking the very same thing when they were putting their team together throughout the show and they're like, oh, you know, I had to sacrifice. I
1: really know that pain. I mean, they, they might have actually just stopped listening to the show and just turned off and got to do it. Well, I'm going to
0: promote it a bit more than that. Um, now, we've an interesting group of fixtures coming up here. Bows and Cork, uh, Dundalk versus Bray. Derry versus Finn Harps, which is in County Donegal. Which uh, is going to be the Donegal,
1: in Derby. The Donegal
0: yeah. Derby. The Rovers Battle of Shamrock uh, and Sligo and Galway United and St. Pat's. And uh, this is a good Friday uh, kickoff system. So there'd be the added attraction of maybe going to the bar um, at some of these grounds because it was a big thing at the Dogs and the sadly lamented Harless Cross. You could go to... Uh, you could Can go you go to the bar at the grounds? You see, I, I I'm I was wondering oh, that. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I I don't think, think you did, can... Daily Mountain
1: will it be open. No. It's a members... Oh, I've had it. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm mm. not sure about that. Because
0: remember, like, it's a big um, boon for these plays, like the Galway Dog Track and Harles Cross. And I know Galway United were tempted to open their license for this game, but uh, I think they didn't in the end. But um, to less significant matters of who's actually going to win the game, there are a couple of. I was talking to a guy yesterday, just in terms of like a betting angle, because there are a few of these.
1: Talked to a lot of people about that angle. So yeah, well, including the, you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's to true. Be fair. It's just th- um, this is this is mysterious. In fact, you you, guy. you
0: bring it up more than I do in in general conversation among ourselves, because I want to escape from it, and you you know you're just a you soccer in. man, drag me right just, back yeah. in. But there were three teams away size that you could make a case for maybe at prices that were like seven to one, up to nine, ten to one. Brayton Dock. No. No. No, I
1: think Bray are going to miss Conor Kenna. He's suspended and, um, you know, Bray, I mean, it's not, it's not out of the question. Um, but even up in Derry where they were struggling, there was a couple of times Kenna even held them together, one or two interceptions. I just think, I mean, they have, they have good options in their squad. Um, but I'm, I'm just beginning to wonder when, you know, how many points are Cork and the dog really going to drop? the season I mean especially we, Cork we though, spoke though. about it before the start of the season all, uh, all this stuff at the launch and, and okay Derry you know unfortunately they've been derailed in sort of horrible circumstances but I mean it, it's completely a two horse race already it's, it's, it's they're miles ahead Really, of the others, and it's hard to. I, I do hard make to the ma-
0: point though, Derry. If if Derry had, for argument's sake, the team they had at the start of the season yeah. in Cork would have been a much closer game. I know, I know, I know. But and that's what I'm just,
1: saying. There's like, harvest, but you're just looking at it now, and you're thinking you know, this whole dis- discussion at the top there could be four or five teams, and yeah, in theory, everyone could take points every- off everybody, and it's a strong league. But I mean. The two of them are, are in danger of really streaking away in, in a serious level. I I can't see Cork dropping points at Bows I I can't. I, can, I think this is
0: the greatest certainty of, of. I think a yeah. full
1: strength bows maybe, but the injuries that they've been hit by have completely weakened them. Poor results. Um, cork. They've got Pats. I mean, Pats are slightly more streaky, um, but at the same time, like, there's just as a really efficient Cork machine at the moment. Um and I think Alan is right. Like he's mentioned, the the likes of Dooley and Shepard I mean Shepherd's been Works brilliant. His socks off. The two would, would games. Would get
0: back into the team at the moment? Hmm. It, it, to it, some people, the best midfielder in the league wouldn't wouldn't be guaranteed his place. Well, so. I
1: think McCormick's done very well, and McCormick probably feels that's his best position. And um, but at the same time, if they get one or two. Problems elsewhere, McCormick will just be shifted to accommodate them, and that and was budget, one of the reasons coffee balled back in. Yeah, I think he's he, he you know, and Coughan as well. They're two very versatile players, and I wondered actually before the season had they, um, you know, had they brought in just very versatile players, but had they brought in enough guy like, guile like, and like class, that, yeah to really bridge the gap. But what's happened really is that McGuire's has improved, but also the likes of. Uh, you know, Dooley can be in and out at times in games, but he's a very good player, you know, when he's in full flight. you've three up front and Shepard and you've got Beattie, you know, who can play in a forward role, although, you know, he's obviously used at right back on occasion. And okay, Ellis has come in off the bench a couple of times and you do have the op- do you have the option as well, if you have, you know, Bulger McCormick in the team, do you play a you know, Morrissey is even pushing forward as we've seen in a more advanced role and being effective, and Buckley as well. They've, they've got a good squad. They have a they've, good they've, squad. They've got a good squad. And and uh, I think they're capable of passing this test anyway, certainly.
0: Yeah, and you're, you're fancying Dundalk. I, I I think Bray could give Dundalk problems uh, defensively. I, I, I'm i just not fully convinced by no, Dundalk. I can see why he caused
1: problems defensively. I just um, think it could be a high scoring affair.
0: In, in fairness to Bray, they defended very well against Go United. They they did, no, obviously, Ken as well, but they looked a lot more solid, and John Sullivan midfield. Just dominated the game, basically, and we didn't get space.
1: Unfortunately, though, you have to say at this point, it's Galway United.
0: Well, we'll we move on to us in, in
1: presently, as they say. Uh, Derry Harps. Good game for Derry, I think. Just, is it a good game for Derry? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think there's a real danger of a, of a real low after you know the, the back-to-back losses and everything that's gone on. And if they were coming back from that to Bunkrana to, I don't know, a game against any other team in the bottom half who wouldn't bring support and, and it just becomes very flat and it could be hard to lift them. I think a Derby against Harps might just be what they need actually, just to really get sort of get the the show back on the road. Um, Harps were as
0: big as seven to one on this one. Yeah.
1: But I think if Derry play like they did against Bray um, they'll, they'll win the match.
0: Now, we didn't get to shamrock rovers to a great extent in terms of their uh, team on the pitch um, it's 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 definitely worth more than an hour of our time any day now at the moment because of the amount of players they've brought in and i i do feel a little bit of sympathy for the the management because it's it's re- we're making so many judgments after like seven or eight games young management team lots of young players but rovers to be what, 15 points i think behind cork already
1: yeah i think That's five defeats in eight five, games is you know yeah it's you know it's 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 chronically bad in in terms of pure points return um the only the the flip side of the equation though is you know they are what they're you know they're six points off third you know like things can change if they get a couple of wins um but in terms of bridging the gap, which i think was the mission this year, they've got a job to do to bridge any to well, bridge Steve, any gap you
0: said earlier uh, when we were talking maybe last week the week four that Stephen Bradley could see them.
1: Catching Cork, Catching maybe. Uh, the you know, He have, called that spectacularly
0: wrong Cork, at the
1: moment. Cork have gone on again, yeah, and, and Rovers have well, Where are Rovers' problems, though? So? <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's strange because it seems like they've probably given Cork a better game than anyone this year. In the sense that, you know, Cork beat them dog reasonably comfortably, although there was moments in the game that could have swung. But, I mean, Cork seemed like they were really lucky again against Rovers and Talair, certainly, you know, in the second half of the game. And actually, you know, Rovers pushed on Dalk a bit on the opening day. But what seems to be the problem is like, if you're playing well and not getting results, then if you start playing badly, well, then you're not definitely not going to get results. You know, they don't, they don't seem to have the real character there to just drag them out. Of I, know they, I know they got a last-minute winner against Harps, but even that was after giving a two-goal advantage away and and they
0: got three world against bows
1: against bows they were comfortable and still nearly ended up dropping points in that match but they
0: were they were they were unimpressive in beating galway by a goal limped past harps lost to draw the
1: dominant against pats went down to ten men and then folded yeah and to me it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mental weakness and maybe that comes from having some younger players um but at the same time you know they have a couple of lads there have been around the block i am going to
0: say this to you right why would you make ronan finn captain why, it was like Paul Ince going to Liverpool from Man United back in the day. He was immediately installed captain. How can you bring in a player from, you know, your big rivals? Straight into captaincy. Who, 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 who would Who, who would it? be an alternative? Like how would Simon had, or they, someone they, who's been there, I think like an older player like? I
1: think they had a problem with leadership last year. And they had to push the boat out to get Finn. And a longer contract and will make it a club captain. You don't bring Finn in and just... You look at hmm. him after games now. He's just like he's head in his
0: hands after these defeats. And you're almost thinking, oh, is he wondering...
1: Well, you made the think, right move? Well, yeah, I think, you know, he's going to be asked about it. I mean, Ronan Finn was at the peak of his powers in October, November. After the cup final, I mentioned Bennett earlier. and Although Dundalk lost, everyone was raving about Finn and even in the latter stage European games. And I think we always talk about Boyle and Horgan. Dundalk are really missing Ronan Finn as well. Like seriously missing the service that he brought to that team. Um And you know, but we mentioned that, like guys get into their latter stage of their career and they've other things going on, and the security of that deal was definitely a factor. Don't the don't security do, of that deal. Yeah, well I mean he got a three year deal. I mean that doesn't surely mean,
0: he could have gotten a three year deal
1: Dundalk. I'm not so sure about that.
0: Go United versus Pat's uh I thought Shane Keegan sounded fairly downbeat in Bray and um, now he's made the point that we're losing by a hop of a ball which has been true in every game except the court game but at the same time we played Bray for 20-25 minutes and barely had a shot on goal and Vinnie Farty is, isn't at his best by any shows. Ronan Murray who's been our best player this season uh, had an off day in Bray. And now Pats are coming down, and they are I think they're one or two plays ahead of us. But they're,
1: they're second from bottom. It's the bottom two in this game, which is, uh, I mean, Pats, you know, this, this league is just, there's just five points between fourth and 11th. Now, Galway, unfortunately, are a bit further back here, and they just need to get any kind of win on the board through any means because even the sides above them, like Drada, those couple of wins Drada got at the start of the season are huge. Massive. you know.
0: And, and another one against Rovers. Yeah,
1: and and. Just it's all about you know draws aren't going to do you know like Galway are just in danger of slipping off the pace here and I know th- I haven't seen them yet you've seen them more uh, more of them than me and it seems like there's been games where they've been or easily be unlucky but there comes a point where you know you can't be unlucky for eight games well the, for the, nine games ju- just know?
0: just quickly on this there are two things we've given away really sloppy goals through goalkeeping mistakes. And we're not scoring goals in the middle. We're actually doing a lot of good things, but it's like if you're not scoring and then you give away stupid goals, like Connor wins after a handball in Bray. And we've no chairman at the moment. Uh, we don't. We've we've definitely issues at board level, and it's it, it's.
1: God, we've conceded less goals than every other team in the bottom half of the table. Yeah, we've uh, scored only scored, four though. I think. Scored, but they've scored less than any other team and fewer goals than fewer goals than every other team in the league. So, I mean, how do you call this? I sort of fancy Pat's to bounce back. I I I haven't seen the evidence from Galway yet that that they're capable of, but, but I mean they need a result. I'd quite like to see them. I I don't want Galway to drift off the pace here and be really struggling. It'd be good.
0: It'd be good for the league. I think uh, if if Galway got a win and Pat's were Pat's looked fairly atrocious against Limerick last week, going on the highlights alone, and obviously we spoke about the bounce factor and all that. Draw our old buddy Jake Highland, uh was responsible for a bizarre taking the ball out of the net when they've just gone 3-2 up in injury time, then realising, oh, we're actually winning here, and then just lashed the ball it kind away, of yeah, childishly um, to the middle of the park. But uh, they're going to be up against it in Limerick, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I think we need to move on to our team here, actually. Right, and The reason I'm going to make that point is because I really struggled to think of like the outstanding Limerick player that I wanted to put in. Nice, and, nice. And, and, and like Limerick, Limerick have uh, a decent side, some very Well, you well, always going to have a Limerick player because just, just so we
0: remind you here, listener, we had to miss one team, uh, which is a little bit unfortunate. It's kind of like, you know, the... I actually don't know what it's like, but it's it's it's, it's disappointing <laughs> for whatever team is left out, taking
1: out one of the disciples, basically. You know that could be that could, that take, could, that that, could that, be one was Twelve, yeah, is, were be, there twelve disciples? Uh, were there apostles uh, apostles? Whatever, whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, listen, I mean, if you, were, if, you to say, Ju- if you were to say Judas on a League of Ireland podcast, I mean, the fans of every other club will just have a particular player in mind, so you can't really can't really go that route. So your Limerick. Player, well, uh, should we move on to this? I mean, we haven't really gone for prediction of okay. limerick at all. Uh, I, I actually wouldn't be shocked if, if Drawda were capable of getting uh, a draw down there. Uh, limerick have become quite solid. It could just be a game where they cancel each other out. Okay, this 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 team, it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. And as such, you
0: kind of bring in players like Drada, Finn Harps... Galway United even. you had to have two players minimum from, from that team and even Limerick I found difficult and I, I, I think I may have screwed up a bit with this team but it, it, it has a lot of talent right Dan I think we're going to go with saying goalkeeper I'm just guessing
1: okay Supple well, yeah well, I went for Shane Supple Shane so Supple. this is the whole, It's one per team Um, well, we can't have any more than one player from any club in our League of Ireland a, ca-
0: a caveat here right Bowe's wouldn't be a great side Supple is possibly the most talented goalkeeper in the year but but he's not having a
1: great season well I thought about Fitzgerald at left back but anyway let's just play through this. Supple and goals
0: right you thought about so I went with Supple I think he's the best keeper in the league now I went with Birmingham left back
1: um, yeah I went for Birmingham as well I think that's a solid call uh, we don't need to debate the ones that were on the same page here so Birmingham I think is
0: can we not debate a lot of things here? You know, well, like, I mean, I, I, okay. I went for
1: Birmingham, so did you. Could I you mean, have gone for anyone else, left back? Well, I mean, I mean Fitzgerald at Bowes was an option, but no, I think Birmingham. Best left foot in the league? Best,
0: deli- best set-piece delivery in the league? But we both went for Birmingham. Yeah, well, we had to, because we put in Supple. We couldn't go
1: with him then. We were yeah. already <laughs> out
0: of Bowes' players. Do you, know, do you know how it works now? Yeah. Now, here we go, centre-backs.
1: Right, okay. Actually, well, no, we
0: go right back for
1: Right back, Simon Madden. That was my Rovers' view. Simon use. Madden. Is that
0: yours as well? I, this is like a countdown when we got. Here's my seven as well, and you show it. We up haven't, can, we haven't
1: compared this before. Okay. Okay. Now this is
0: where it's going to go. Center right.
1: half. Okay. Right. Well, they said League of Ireland, your League of, League of Ireland eleven. No one ever said it had to be Premier Division. So I put Kenny Brown in the center half.
0: I actually, I'm annoyed at that now. Because Why didn't I, you do that? It was, I, I, I looked I at a and I looked I at Keane's
1: tweet, and it just said League of Ireland eleven, and I was like, fair enough, Kenny Brown. You've you've beaten me here. Yeah, so you that's that's here. a good way of, of okay. Give me your from. other centre back, and then I decided to put Connor Kenna in there because of um the, which the way is, I've gone. Which means
0: that, that's that's a that's a controversial one because obviously well, means you know, you have if, no you, if you
1: Madden and Birmingham can go forward, Kenna can sweep a bit. Brown, I'm you know I'm happy enough with that.
0: Interesting. Uh, I went with Galway United's It's fallen. Um, he's brilliant passer of the ball out the back. Um, he's not. He's not one of the best two defenders in the league, but I just had to make space for a goal United player. And it was him or Mark Ludden, probably, because there's so much attacking quality elsewhere. And my other one is, is very left field. It's uh, Cowan from Finn Harps. I think he's actually a decent defender. Oh, okay. Anytime I've seen him, he's, he's a good he's player. Unfortunately,
1: he's, just, he's he's injured at the moment mm. for some time. Yeah, so but I mean, fun.
0: obviously, he's not going to be playing tomorrow on our no, team. No, no. This is hypothetical. I'm like happy like enough to, it, to have my team Unless we get some now sort now of a stage. charity game against <laughs> the media, Alan Bennett can play both
1: play for oh, so your midfield then. Right. What's your midfield option?
0: Well it's back to you now. Okay. Well I so went, let's, what, what are your what's your I formation? went four two
1: three one and I went this grabbed
0: four two three one Duggan. F- football manager. Shane,
1: Shane Duggan like. and Aaron McIneff in midfield. Unbelievable. That's your two as well. I've I've also gone for one other though, McAllenny. Yeah, and I have him as well. Yeah, unbelievable. This is a lot of harmony, though. Ah, uh, this is like, yeah, I do think the centre half is the key issue here. Yeah, I've gone for Dugan and McIlenny. Now, then the, the, the
0: next, the next three, who
1: are your two wide players?
0: See, we've we've an issue here now because I've gone with Conley, obviously. Yeah, but I've also gone with Sadlier. Yeah, I've had. Oh, this is embarrassing. And obviously, uh, Maguire up front.
1: Yeah, well, I've Maguire, I've Sadlier, and I put McIlire from Finn Harps in because I've heard good things about him. And yeah, I'm just a Finn Harps player. <laughs>
0: I've <laughs> I've heard good things about him and he's a Finn Harps player. I was actually thinking of putting him in, but I was like I really haven't seen enough of uh yeah, to put him yeah. in. McCourt was but, the other um, one you could
1: have put in. And basically then we've snubbed Drada um completely and I snubbed Galway to get Kenny Brown into the uh get Kenny Brown into the team. Uh,
0: the Kenny Brown call was it was I, I I just I agree with you, I'd put him in. Uh, even though I think what he did this year was Highly questionable on a professional level, but I guess he's from Watford. Yeah. The was that difficult to leave out, I, I, I'd a few now, I, maybe I'll start with Stephen O'Donnell, obviously. I mean, look at the calibre of players you left out. Stephen O'Donnell, Morrissey, Greg Bulger. We left out Macmillan, Fagan.
1: Well, I know. yeah, but I mean, some of those, like you can just list Cork and the dog players. To me, I was going to put Ronan Finn in, but then you had to put... Um, right back was a slight thing Adebayo rolling. At he Sligo. was my other option Adebayo I, rolling at right back was yeah. another one um, that you could have thought just about just for his name as well yeah great name no. uh, if, and then even I would, at one point I, I just wondered was it what was putting Bennett at centre half just a solution and like putting someone like Christy Fagan up front and you know shifting things around a bit but I feel like you'd have to put Maguire and McElhenney I think in any, in any calculations for that for this entirely hypothetical situation well, which did, is unlikely
0: did, to be ever recreated did, in real life did you, did you put any stock on character how they'd get on together as, as blokes in the as, as a
1: group not, not especially no, no I'll, have to, I'll have to think about that now I did realise at one point you know with, with Madden and Kenna and Birmingham, like, could they have played together? And Brown and Pats, could they have been sort of, how many of them could have even played together before as a back four? This
0: reminds me of, tell me, tell me the story about when you were playing championship manager and you, you, you put on a suit because you were in the cup final. No, no, <laughs> it wasn't
1: me Found on a suit. That was someone else who used to, I don't want to shame them, <laughs> who used to. Uh, I think it's a mutual no, no, friend. Then, it? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, he wouldn't want to be named. He used to stand behind his chair while playing uh, championship manager, almost as though he was maintaining the posture of someone on the, on the sideline you slightly unfortunate, really. <laughs> it's not a good uh, way to spend your teenage years.
0: I'm going to very briefly name one or two teams that we got, including from Air Sports. very own Connor Morris. Schlingerman, which is a fair shout. Yeah, that
1: was another option.
0: Uh, Pender, Grace. Grace is actually a very good player. Very, very good player. And possibly could have been ahead of Fulham. But Desmond, interesting. I don't need he's send her back. Boyle? You mentioned him last Ethan week.
1: Boyle, yeah. I, I probably haven't seen enough of him, but he's, I mean, he's in the on twenty-one setup. so...
0: Finn and Lynch, midfield? Yeah. McNamee, McElhinney, Conley, Maguire. We, we went for those four, and... Uh, no, we didn't go for McNamee. We
1: didn't oh, for we, McNamee. sorry, we didn't go for McNamee. I mean, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, sorry, yeah, which, again, that was one that was hard enough to leave out, but Galway, Calcio, uh, from a Galway United fan who loves Italian football, what can be wrong with that? Supple, Birmingham, Williams, Grace, Boyle. Okay. McEniff, Finn, McElhinney.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Connolly, Maguire, Sadlier. Yeah, quite it's very similar. Team. That's very similar. not a bad shout. Sadlier, uh, I mean,
1: Sadlier, wasn't wasn't always picked by Dave Robertson as well. He yeah, just I think
0: there may have been an issue yeah, there. Yeah,
1: like he's a, he's a very capable player.
0: Scores goals, yeah. doesn't do an awful lot otherwise. Yeah, yeah but, time
1: I've seen him, he's been good.
0: We should go to the first division as well. We predicted Watford would do good things this season, which they have. Which is a bit
1: like you know. It's tripping yeah. Easter back to win the champion hurdle, yeah. You know? But, but, but yeah, when he was well, well done to
0: us, yeah, well done to us. But we had Owen here in and uh, did they did they lose four 0 in the following game? And there was they a did. Sort of a podcast. He hasn't, he hasn't
1: taken a call since. No, so, but, uh,
0: but he has brought shells to a challenging position. And the fixtures this weekend: Wexford versus Cove, Watford versus Athlone, UCD versus Cavan Teely and Longford versus the aforementioned shells. So Dan, it's, it does. I mean. Obviously, Waterford will be buoyed by the fact that Kenny Brown got into the team of the league where you can only have one player <laughs> from every team. But apart from that, like, will there be any sort of uh, worries for I them think, against lo- uh, Athlone, considering Athlone are a job? Uh,
1: Athlone, I mean, literally anyone is liable to be there, turn up. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, even want to dare predict what might happen in any Athlone game at the moment. I think we'll just go we'll take it hour by hour with that loan to be honest yeah. i think longford have been a big disappointment this year because they have they were they, they were, really they, were they were meant to push waterford i spoke to people who around longford who felt they could they could challenge and they uh at the moment have what six points from seven games which is not good because they i think they've put more into their squad than that
0: and um last week's show was uh a little bit different with stevie in and we got plenty of reaction and uh some people not at all happy with uh, Damian Lynch's sort of oh G-A-A-esque yes idea. oh sorry
1: yeah I, well, I uh, well, he's the one that
0: should be sorry a here. lot of
1: angry um, Bowls fans who mutual who, mate again who, is the same mutual mate as. <laughs> I think it is. It wouldn't be fair on, uh, on on Murray to do that. Yeah, but but um, a certain or Connors. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair. Um, but but he he, he was uh, you know he Damo
0: goes it. off on one on occasion, doesn't he? He's he has his, he has a few mad ideas.
1: <laughs> he's he's certainly big on the whole franchise model. Yeah, you know, and uh, certainly uh, the fans of Bose who commented afterwards. Um, and you know, had some nice comments about the show, just not about Damo very much. But still, um, at least it's it, 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 not you and it, I. No, it's a, it is a debate to have. But I mean, you can't like our traditions as such. We we couldn't. It's not like rugby as such, where you just you create sort of provincial teams like that play a sort structure. You know that that's not going to. It's not it just doesn't tally with football and the way of doing things. I the only thing the only argument I would make about the county thing. Uh, the biggest obstacle or one of the biggest obstacles that the League of Ireland faces in terms of capturing the national mindset is the fact that there's people in counties of Ireland who don't have a team to go to and it's not natural it's not natural for someone from say Kilkenny to, to start rooting for Waterford when you know, they've grown up maybe in their sporting life, you know, that's the other county. And all of a sudden, then in, when it comes to like football, they, they support them because it's the team and okay, their region. Okay. I think that is there's always a, a problem. I've spoken to okay. people who have said, Just, I'd love to get into the League so of Ireland, but I'm from whatever. Leash or whatever, yeah. and okay. I don't have a club. Okay, so that hang is on, a hang on a
0: second, now, right? So we're going to a 10 team league, whereas I think we probably should be moving towards a more sort of county by county model, where at least you've some team that you can support, like Tralee Dynamo's, a team in Port Leash for Agnes sake you know you'd yeah, like yeah. them to be in the structure but I wouldn't, How can li- it happen?
1: I, wouldn't li- I don't think they could be in the top you know the top division like I, I think we need to focus on getting the standard of our top division very high maybe below I'd love to see a team from Kerry come in you' actually seeing the some. you see in the FII Junior, really Junior Cup now there's certain teams in places like Mayo and 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 I think even Kerry um at other levels of football where there's actually crowds going to watch them but and, and I do sympathize like Wexford come into the league uh, to the first division and you know your your first experience of League of Ireland life is the first division that's not going to be a magnet for people that's people aren't going to come in and go great like you bring a team from Kerry into the first division like, here's the glamour of the first division like this week you've got Athlone you know there's like 14 lads from Uruguay and the coach or something and uh you know six of the players have left you know halfway on, on the way down here that's you know glamorous. like it's not like oh listen this is something I want to get involved in so like that is the that is the slight problem that you face that I want to you want clubs to expand and come in but i don't think we have the depth of players to sustain like a 2024 team League or something. I think uh, we I, don't
0: in the uh, South. We probably do if we had like an All-Ireland. System. So it's, it's That's a challenge. not going to happen. To, to answer your
1: question, what do you need? You need shed loads of money. You know, <laughs> you need shed loads of money to create stuff. If you're really We're cre- still
0: very negative though. I mean, the, league is, in a, the oh. league is in a good place. We've
1: had we've had this debate and on air, Johnny. And the, and you've the, had it off air. You, the, you, you the had boy, a Gomi. You had a the proper Gomi last week.
0: boy last week said, you know, the standard of this league, you know, and uh, he spoke about basically with pre, pre-Dundalk and post-Dundalk and that's where it is. And, and the commentary game was excellent oh, Johnny, on Friday. It was, but
1: Johnny, you, again, I'd say to you, you can't judge the league through the two or, one or two okay, teams. Okay, so, so going I brought my Coventry
0: City Sport Mates to go United and Slyther oh, over. God. Two of the worst teams in the league thought the standard was great. Jeez, Johnny, people aren't You're so you, negative. You had, a, you
1: had a right so go on me negative. last week off air for, for pointing out stuff. It,
0: what, what happens off air? is mentioned on the show if I wanted to be. Not not in this case, because, you know... What because,
1: yeah, <laughs> you don't remember this. No, no we, you're like passionately giving out to me for, you know, coming in Can with you the give in any other way neg- negative uh, comment. And I did point out that, say, Bray are fourth in the league at the moment and uh, third in the league at the moment. So they're fourth. Uh, sorry, third? Derry, Derry with the game in hand. Third. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and like 477 people watched them last Friday sixty six on me. That's yeah. difficult. Ah. It's that's <laughs> difficult. So that's the challenge. If we judge it by the Dundalk and Cork, the league's in a great place. A great, great place. But we need mid-table teams being a good place. But we, I feel like we've talked about this every week in some way. So yeah, but you're still
0: wrong. Anyway, it's uh, LOI Weekly in association with Airsport and independent.ie. You know, the interaction we had with regards to that team of the league really energizes us today, and we definitely want more of your tweets coming in. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes, and please react to the show with your team. We're going to list out some of the best and the worst of them next week as well because it was an, it was a good topic. And uh, we'll know more next week, I guess, where we're going uh, after nine rounds of games, going into uh, the latter stage of the first third of the campaign. Thanks a million for listening, and thanks to Dermot Keeley and Alan Bennett for coming on, and we'll talk to you next week.